Well, be- before I start, uh, I would just like to say that a pair of glasses on Amazon is about, let's just call it $19. I will need to make this investment. I mean, send it to the referees in Premier League because obviously they need it. They need it desperately. Because if you are looking at the monitor, seeing something as obvious as in that's the most obvious offside or not offside that we have seen probably this season yeah and it's taking you ages to communicate that to your referee then i mean there's a problem somewhere and even the ref or feed ref himself like can you not see what is going on i mean i'm you talked about there being corruption i don't think the word is corruption per se because it's more of negligence Hello listeners, wherever you are listening to us, welcome back to the 90 plus 5 podcast. I remain your host, Tunji, and I'm here with my co-host, Miku. Yeah, hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, so Miku's, on today's episode, I am not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy at all, because... Um, this weekend has not really been a funny one for me at all. A lot of drama happened, a lot of things happened, but I think a perfect place to start this episode from is going to be the Spurs Liverpool match. And this match yeah. ended um, 2 1. Spurs won. Um, Spurs ended the 17 um, matches on beating run for Liverpool. And it was a massive three points for uh, Spurs as they uh, beat the nine-man Liverpool team. But <laughs> the match came with, with a lot of controversies because uh, first off, there were two red cards in the game. Then yeah. also, um, there was a goal that was cancelled out because of offside. And the PGMOL um have come out to say that the pgmol in case if um they don't know what it stands for this is like the referees organization in the epl and they've come out to say that um there was a significant human error that occurred during that match that led to uh that goal being cancelled that the goal was actually made to stand. I think the um, the VAR ref said he made the decision, uh, or he made the call, thinking that the goal stood. So it's like it's just, it's just so many back and forth stories I have been hearing, and um, I think the, the, I'm going through the the PGM World's websites and let me quote them. PGM World, the referee organization, have acknowledged that the video assistant referee in the 2-1 win over Liverpool made a significant error in not overturning a decision that awarded Luis Diaz as offside after scoring in the first half of the match. So, um, this is the PGM World themselves coming out to say that this was a significant error. Um, Liverpool has come out to kick against this. And currently, as things stand, Liverpool are uh, requesting for the audio conversation 
between the VR and the referee on the match, on the field rather. Um, yeah. I think this is the, that's the best way to go. I think in as much as I am a Liverpool fan and I am really pained, like I said at first, but I think this is something that irrespective of the team you support, you should um, actually be uh, in support of Liverpool at this point in time because not, 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 not because you like Liverpool or anything, you can hate Liverpool for all I care, but like, I think this this is uh falls down to the corruption in football that we've all been talking about because now this is Liverpool today. It can be Manchester United tomorrow, it can be um Manchester City tomorrow, it can even be Spurs again tomorrow, it can be Chelsea, it can be Luton, it can be anybody. So we need if the referee committee or the referee association in the Premier League are corrupt, it's better we fish out the corrupt people and flush them out as soon as possible so we can enjoy this beautiful game of football without any of these corruptions you get me so i think yep. this is the way to go for me i think this is the way to go let's let the whole world yeah that the var said that yes this uh, guy no. was on site and the referee decided to say no he's not on site or the referee said ah this thing looks on site well and the VAR said, no, let's hear. Let's hear what really, really happened. Because I think it's only from that audio conversation that we can know the truth. That we can know the yeah. truth. You get me? So I, I have been writing, I've been talking about this almost <laughs> five minutes now. <laughs> because uh, what I thought. Well, be- before I start, uh, I would just like to say that a pair of glasses on Amazon is about... Let's just call it nineteen dollars. I will need to make this investment. I mean, send it to the referees in Premier League because obviously they need it. They need it desperately. Because if you are looking at the monitor, seeing something as obvious as in that's the most obvious offside or not offside that we have seen probably this season. Yeah. And it's taking you ages to communicate that to your referee. Then I mean, there's a problem somewhere. And even the ref or feed ref himself, like, can you not see what is going on? I mean, I'm you talked about there being corruption. I don't think the word is corruption per se because it's more of negligence. It's more of negligence. I I think I said something like this yesterday. I said that um in football you always have the home and the waiting. But there's one huh. man on the pitch that plays both sides, and that's the referee. And like you said, today yeah. he played he was on his sports jersey because he seemed not to blow in terms of Liverpool. Tomorrow, he might be on a Liverpool jersey. And that is a problem when we have referees being negligent, when we have referees making basic mistakes. This is a simple case of, you look at the clip as an unfree ref and say, okay, well, obviously, this is an offside. The VAR tells you, okay, well, this is an offside. You are in agreement. I knew the property. But now, something as basic as offside, if, if this was a red card or penalty, most people won't complain because that is subjective. But an offside is black or white. It's either it's up or it's on. And I think that is what is making Liverpool fans agree. And like I was saying, yeah, maybe people are not on the side of Liverpool. I mean, this, this is sports here. Sports fans don't really care. They go that when people say, okay, they rob Liverpool. Some people say, okay, 
Vapo has been favored before. But the major issue is that there is a major inconsistency in the refrain we're seeing in Premier League. And in fact, in Europe, ever since the advent, ever um, since the advent of VAR, and it's not the technology that is the problem. No, technology is okay. It's just the interpretation of the technology. I think that one major tool that would have helped in this game was if there was an assistant. I think this um, automatic offside. Yeah, semi-automated um, technology. Yes. Yeah. Semi-automated offside. As yeah. Well, yeah. That one, we saw it in World Cup. We saw it in Champions in last season. It doesn't waste time. Yeah. Like, there's no need doing geometry on the on the screen because if they don't have glasses, it's no problem. It is done for you. And so now, Mekus, 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 sorry, sorry to cut you short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you just um, rose the topic that I think we should just spend some time on. Now, I, I want to ask you two questions. First off, why did the EPL refuse to implement the semi-automated technology? Because I know at the beginning of this season, uh, yeah, it was pitched. The idea was the, pitched. To them. Yes, it was pitched to them because the the, the, whole, the whole idea. Of, I think I, I, the, the World Cup. The whole idea of the World Cup yes, is that FIFA always comes up with new technologies every every four four years. Yeah, something new always comes yeah. up at the World Cup. That's what, since when I started watching World Cup, that's what I've noticed something new. So when this new new technology is like the precedent for other leagues to follow, because we all look at FIFA as the standard of football. So yeah. We all look to FIFA as our football. So whatever they do in the World Cup, other leagues should follow, other countries should follow suit. Now, this semi-automated this semi-automated technology was pitched to the EPL. They said not to go with it. They said they did not need it. Why? That's the first question I have. Why was it not why, why so, did they see it as not like a technology that was necessary. Why did why did they not see it necessary to get semi-automated technology? One. The second one is now during that Luis Diaz's offside. I don't know if it's my eye. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see something right. Normally, I think they draw they draw a line. Yes, they draw yeah. a line. Normally, but no line was drawn for exactly. for that Luis. Like so. That you see now, I, I I'm really trying as well as possible not to put the emotions into this as well, like so much because I'm a Liverpool fan. But it does not just make sense. Why just put the line? Why did you decide not to put the line at that point in time? So all these things screams corruption. It's screams corruption. Why? Why? Okay, other teams, other people, you put the line, you decide, okay, so this day, like, we decide not to put the line or something. Like, it's not consistent. It's, not, it's consistent. not consistent. So, these are, these, are my two, these are my two questions that for you. Number one, why do you feel the, the EPL decided not to go with the, the, um, with the semi-automated offside technology? And why yeah. was the line not put um, for the Diaz incident? Uh, I think with that first question, I think it's, it's the same answer as why La Liga don't still have Kunai technology. 
it will interest you to know that La Liga doesn't have online technology. And the reason cool. why is it's just I mean, sorry to use the word, but it's just clear um share stupidity, to be honest. Because there's no drawback. At least for La Liga, you might probably say okay the money. But this online technology in question in La Liga is just about six million, I think, per season. A whole organization like La Liga. But that's been aside for the EPL, I think that number one, maybe they want to see the technology like go on for like two more years to see if it's worth the world. But again, that argument is weak because it has been used in the Champions League and it has been used in World Cup. And there was little or no error in that because, like I said, offside is either on or off. Like, you don't need any other thing again. Is, is that the guy is. Uh, um, closer to the goal than the last defender or is not and so I think in that case we have to look at it and say maybe the the refereeing body have I don't know what their, their rationale behind it but it's not clean some people are trying to read out conspiracies like they wanted to still be able to control they wanted to have control in terms of the offside decisions and not leave it to, um, to technology which is that is dull and so like there's no clear i can't see a clear reason and the second one some outlets are saying i think for sky sport they were saying the line was drawn but like you said i didn't see the line watching the game usually these lines are being yeah. kept for like 45 seconds and i i think for that reason i think divide himself the um, assistant referee in the room probably saw that okay this is clear and obvious there's no point drawing a line i'm just reasoning that because even without the light being drawn everyone could see that Luis Diaz was miles behind the last defender and so those two incidents just just down to negligence to be honest negligence we have referees that are not doing their jobs PGMOL have decided that this season they want to be doing reality tv show every time I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry enough of this story Go and drill your referees. Go and get the technology to help with better decision making on the pitch. This story doesn't give you about three points or one point. It's just those, what that this story is just telling us that okay, these people are just incompetent because they are saying sorry and they are still doing the same thing. And so, like that's just my two cents because I mean the whole thing is just so so. It's a biggest scratcher. It's a biggest scratcher for you. Right. It's a crazy one, yeah, because like I was telling you um, off record that, all right, what pains me the most about this whole thing now is these apologies. I don't, I don't even buy into into them one bit because now you're coming to tell us that you're sorry for what happened. You're sorry that you were... They don't, they don't even... They don't use the word, we are sorry. They come <laughs> out to say they acknowledge a significant human error occurred. Yeah, I mean, that's what they come out to say. They acknowledged, they acknowledged, we realized, we saw. They are not, they are not always coming out. But now, when you acknowledge that a human error was made, a significant what happens to the team? Is there any compensation? Because, because you see, now, this is the problem I have. When a player misbehaves on the pitch, yeah, he gets sent off. 
when the referee misbehaves, there's little to no repercussions to these kind of things. You get me? That's just yeah. my problem with with the whole system. But I I really hope um, there is uh, a remediation for this and something just comes out because we cannot continue this season this way. Because yeah, if, if, I if have I may ask, seen, if if I may ask you yeah. before you continue, I think we have mentioned yeah. the problems. Eh? Is there any in your like your own thinking? Is there any possible solution for this? I'm not just talking about this game per se. I'm talking about like going forward. Is there any thing that you can pitch and say, okay, well, these are the steps that the PGMOL can take to get better decision, as in for better decision making on the pitch? Or you feel like it's, it's something that has to do with the referees themselves? Well, okay, for solutions, yeah. I think there are solutions. There are solutions that could be taken. That would be made rather. Now, I think you've already started mentioning these things. They should implement more of technology, because technology will help you. For this, for this offside, for this offside, technology will have solved ninety percent of, of the problem. You hear me? Technology yeah, will yeah, have shown true, you true, that true. okay, true. this this player was off. This player was on. All you have to do is just come and announce that it's an offside, it's not an offside. You get me? Then exactly. another thing, yeah, another thing I think that would help a lot is that, um, I mean, I just think that some of these referees, they, they are not really, they are not really in sync. I don't know. I know how to use the word. They are not, they are not in sync with their, with their, with the VRs. Sometimes it seems like yeah, yeah, See, I, I get what you're saying. I, I feel, yeah, I, get what you're saying. I feel there is no, there is no like harmony. Um, there's no harmony, there's no harmony between yeah. the VR and the normal rave. Sometimes a VR, VR would make a decision or would say something. The referee would decide not to take it. You get me? So there's sometimes there's no harmony. I think there should be more harmony between uh, the VR and the referees. I think it's really help. Because at this point, self, I don't really know what the lines, lines men are doing anymore. Because <laughs> in, in in this yeah. case, uh, the lines man was spot on. Lines man was spot on. Yeah, he was spot yeah. on because he did not. He, I don't think even after the goal was scored, he did not raise his flag. Either. Or am I yeah. missing something? Did he raise his flag? No, 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 no. He, he did not raise his flag. Didn't. And so, like like you said, that harmony is needed to be there. But if I was to pitch in a solution, I think. It has to do with the personnel because like we'll come in all if we stay after time talking about the red cards i mean you are a referee talking about okay for Curtis jones or maybe it's the red card okay yes stop the foot but for jota you have how are you giving a player back to back yellow cards how uh-huh. does that help the game like so like the referees themselves i feel like they need to be better trained and be the best of the best the best of the best not someone coming to do it on the pitch to say okay well, oh let but me that's the thing that's the thing that, that's the thing the thing is that most of these referees that are making this these errors are referees that have been in the game for long <laughs> so they are referees that are, yeah they are referees with over 10 years of experience with over 15 years of experience they are the best of the best in the english game and yeah. they are still prone to 
these errors that is my fear what is the recruitment recruitment process like for these referees should they flush out these older guys and bring in fresher blood i don't know because if you are talking about um quality i think we, we need to talk about how they do the recruitment of some of these referees and the current one how some of them can just maybe retire or go to what that needs just just flush out some of these referees how i'm trying to say yeah do you think would you like to see like um x players become refs so like let's say it's steven gerard now or like lampard referee the match would, would that help the, the, pro- because, the problem oh, I mean, it's all help 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 yeah it's all help because um those players they will they automatically have some sort of bias and yeah. the referee is not meant to have any form of bias at all if you are seeing lampard refing even if it's not a chelsea game or your ba- if it's an arsenal's game if it's an arsenal arsenal they are not going to be happy with lampard refing their uh, match because they know that even if he has the best interest, he has their best interest at that, but they just have that feeling that it's not going to be um, fair to them because sure. maybe he probably hits them or something. So I think no player should ever become, I know ex player should ever become a referee. Unless if you did not play professionally, maybe you played on the, um, what do you call it? Yeah. The unregistered leagues or. Semi-pro, yeah. semi-pro footballers. <laughs> yeah, they can be refs, yeah, or, or professionals. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we just have to wait and see how this whole event unfolds. But yeah, something that brought me joy um, this weekend. I'm sure it brought a lot of your supporters joy as well. Manchester City lost. <laughs> they lost yeah. Wolves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Football, I think this is more this is one of the reasons why I love this game. You cannot just predict how it goes. Nobody could have predicted that it's moves of all things that would um spoil the unbeaten run or the invisibles that Master were doing <laughs> were trying to establish or try to accomplish this season. You get yeah. me? <laughs> What were your reaction? I don't know. I don't want to know your thoughts, but your reaction from my, that loss. My, my reaction was like, like yes, like you can't have everything in this life. Do you understand? Like, yes, they're the best team in EPL, oh. we, we understand. But that invisible nothing, it cannot happen. And it, it was funny that it was the Korean guy, like Pep said, that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That scored the winning goal, but it's, it's not actually shocking. Do you know that? I think during that COVID time, Wolves always has. I don't know. There's this thing which Wolves are massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, yeah, it's not yeah, actually yeah, shocking. I, yeah. So that, yeah. that's my, just my own reaction for me. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. It's it, it even spans before the COVID time. I think back to 2018, 2019. I can remember some of like they have been like always spoiling what Manchester City's winning streak they have I remember the time of Andama Traore and yeah, yes. Benjamin <laughs> Mendy that time <laughs> yeah, yeah, always, yeah, now, always. yeah 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 continue yeah. this 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 only makes the 
EPL, like the title race, more interesting. We are seeing Manchester City with 18 points, Tottenham 17. Tottenham, they are actually in the title race this season. I and mean, who, who would have so hyped that? up for them. <laughs> who would have thought? Arsenal, Liverpool, Aston Villa. That's that's the top five. But um, rivalry aside, um, um, bad refereeing, um, officiating aside, uh, Alan Postacoglu deserves his flowers. He yeah, has yeah, really, yeah. really changed the this sports team. They played amazing football against Liverpool on Saturday. Like it was really, really interesting. It was good to watch. It was refreshing. It was refreshing to watch. Like then the final five minutes of that game, I was on, like on my toes because <laughs> I knew a goal, a, a goal was coming in. They were pressing, 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 pressing. Then in the night, eight minutes, Joel Matip, he just, well, yeah, I, yeah. I won't really say it was his fault, you but got, he scored his screamer, his screamer, all good. People can blame yeah. me, Sean. I, I'm seeing some Liverpool fans trying to blame him, and I won't just have that. I won't, I'll play, I'm sorry. He's like, you are nine men down. I mean, sorry, you are, you are playing against 11, 9 v 11. Like, they have literally been yeah. defending. It's bound to happen. Third legs is bound to happen. So, if you want to go out um, after Matic for being bad, this is not what you use. You probably use some other things he has done maybe earlier this season, but this is just how to happen. I mean, the pressure was mounting yeah. and no one is to be blamed for the goal. Yeah. All right. I think we also need to talk about this Aston Villa Brighton 6 1. Brighton, yeah. they were cooking they were cooking something this season or they were cooking something this season but all of a sudden Aston Villa shocked them with his six goals uh six goals win like what happened here it's um, opinion <laughs> man I don't I don't want to call the nickname they're giving him on Twitter <laughs> but Ongo <laughs> Watkins hat trick and let me digress a little bit. This weekend, after this Watkins hat trick, just made me realize that the generational talent in Manchester United, in the name of Marcus Rashford, mm. has never, he has never scored an EPL hat trick. Wow! Amazing, amazing stuff. Really? Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. For how long he has been in the. Um, APO, I think this is like his seventh season and no hat trick. Well, it's not a problem, dude, but it's just something that you expect from someone that has played about seven years in APO. Yeah, but yeah. what were your thoughts from this Aston Villa win? Are they is this the turning point for them this season? Uh, see, Aston Villa, they are a good team, especially on that in Emery. Like, uh, there's no shock there. But the main problem is that Brighton as a team here, it, this is my problem with Brighton. There, there's no in between with these guys. They are either the, they are either playing sparkling football or they are playing horrible football. Like I've never seen a team that has that contrast. Like when they are, when they want to lose, there they will lose like two plus goals. You had me see maybe there are some exceptions like one two one two zero, but like all the other 
end, they are they are capable of beating a team six one. So, I mean, that is one of the requirements uh, of playing expressive football and trying to play this kind of passing out from the back and everything. So they'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. But this is the reason why I feel like they won't make top four, even top six, because this kind of games will happen all throughout the season and they will end up probably just settling for seventh or at best sixth. So that was just my thoughts on Mikus, I'm I'm really worried. I'm really, really worried today. And uh, I'm worried for a particular thing <laughs> that's Baldi. Baldi. Ah. Baldi came, they came to the EPL with so much, so much hype, so much anticipation, so much, uh, so much, so much things to expect from. But man, I don't know, they've not been able to get their first Premier League win after like five game weeks. I don't know what is the problem. I don't know where business company is getting it wrong. I know it's not easy to survive in the Premier League. But I mean, they, they need something. They need a win. They've had yeah. a very, very difficult start to the season because uh, they played Manchester City. They've played Tottenham. They've played Mayu. They've played Newcastle. So you get me? I think they are playing all the big boys first. Then I think their next, their next run of form in the next five games they still have Chelsea to play they still have Arsenal to play so it's a really really tough one um I just have two questions to ask from here how long do you think Vicent Coming is going to last and where do you see them finishing this season uh I think he will last um as long as um I don't want to give it time frame because all these things are subjective like the table is telling us that the second was team in EPL, but like if you watch them play, you know that okay, they are actually playing and watching above that weight. But I think maybe till December, let's just see. By December, if they have not been able to gather points, then I think you'll be gone. And I see them, to be honest, I think I see them going back down because um, other than other than. Sheffield United are looting. I think they are the... And maybe Bournemouth too. They are like the fourth worst team as well. I see them going them um, going back down. So that's that's just it. Unfortunately, but I mean, that's that's the life in EPL. That's life Where in EPL. It, it's really, really... It's really, really... Um, it's really tough to survive in the EPL. It's really, really tough, man. And I think, personally, I think they should give company to like March next year, next year. Ah, that was too <laughs> like, yeah, that would be I, too, I, I know why, yeah, I know why I'm saying that because company needs to make some signings in January. He needs it. He needs to bring in some fresh legs based on, see, he needs time. He has yeah. not managed a team in the Premier League. So he um he's just using based on okay um previous data, maybe he has been like he has not physically managed the team in the Premier League. You get me until they came into the Premier League 
after winning the championship. You get me? So now yeah. that he's here, so many things have come about. They need to they might need to change their style. Some players might not be good enough for them anymore. He needs that generous transfer window to offload some players. Not necessarily offload, but rather bring in some players who can make some changes to the team. Then maybe a month after January to see what how many points they can get with that new squad or with yeah. or with that like refreshed squad. Then if after that he's not still getting points, then you can consider sacking him. But if 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 you says you want to sack him by December, that is still pretty too early for me. It's still pretty too early for me. I think he still he still deserves a chance. He still deserves yeah. a chance because I think that's their best ever Champions League finish that they had with him. And yeah. he he's an amazing manager, but he just needs to get him his foot right in the Premier League. Yeah. Mokus, after so many days and nights, Chelsea finally scored two goals. And yeah. Chelsea are finally, I think they're coming back. They're coming back. <laughs> they're coming back. They're coming back. Just, just in a minute, how do you feel? Modric with his first um, EPL for Chelsea. It was an amazing one for him. Yeah, but as yeah, for you, what what do you think? Uh, I think it, it was a good game overall. Um, I mean, we mentioned this last episode. There's just something with us releasing an episode. As we released Newcastle episode and they went on to win it. Now I've released another episode about Chelsea, and I've gone yeah. on to win two games on the bounce. So I mean, maybe it's not a coincidence. I, I showed that, but yeah, it was a good game. Like we said, time, time. I'm not saying that the they are going to go on an obitary run now. I'm I'm just saying that at least they are getting that results. Results will yield confidence. Confidence will boost morale, and morale will make this whole project thing come to life. And if, especially if they can get the injured players back to the squad, I think Chelsea will be just all right this season. So yeah, it's, it was lovely to all see my right. team. Before we move into Champions League um preview for tomorrow, yeah, it's Manchester United cost. <laughs> and it cost. That's 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 the question I, I have to ask. I don't know what to, I don't to ask it. Had and it cost because they lost to to Crystal Palace again. But what was happening? Like. I know they, they have some players out. Things are not really going well for them at this point in time. But I mean, it's Crystal Palace here. Even if you are not winning, you should get a point. Not yep. losing. So I, was, um, no, I mean, at the cost is... See, you see this Mayu Matai? I mean, I, we don't know. We don't know. To be honest, because it's, it's easy for you to say, okay, well, you have played one team in the week during the weekday. We are now. What brought you success? Just repeat it. But we keep forgetting that this team in question, Crystal Palace, have also learned from their mistakes. So it's not going to be a case of, okay, well, we're going to let you hurt us where you hurt us before. And so that's one factor people 
fail to consider. Another thing is, just like, I would say just like Chelsea, but very much like Chelsea in a way, Eric is still trying to get his, the pillars of this is project. I mean, he has gotten Nana, you have Casemiro, um, you have Bruno, uh, you have Weyland. But the problem with this whole thing is that Rashford as a player is not the player he was last season. I don't know what is going on. I mean, the FPL managers are behaving on the timeline crying, <laughs> saying that they're removing yeah. him. But he is that star man, he's that talisman. And if he's not coming up with the goal, I mean, Bruno, Bruno will pop up with one or two goals, sure. But they need a guy that can give them at least 35, 30 goals this season. And I think that was the major problem. Koyland is not that guy. He's a good player, don't get me wrong. But it's, it is not a to for you as a manager to be saying, okay, a young player who has relatively little to no experience to give you 30 goals is not possible. I mean, it's not possible. And if yeah. Manchester United cannot sort out themselves in terms of who is going to get the goals, if Rashford can also then sort out themselves, then you will see more games like this, whereby they don't play well and they lose. Because is that your talisman is the person that bails you out when you don't play well. And right now, Man United, they don't have that talisman. They don't have it at all. Looking into um, the Champions League, fixtures we yeah. have some heavy 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 game now we have napoli versus real madrid newcastle versus psg and dortmund Milan. i think the juiciest is the napoli real madrid because we have uh napoli's manager putting osimen on the bench and osimen was able to play just 30 minutes um on saturday so i don't know what are, what are you expecting from this game not necessarily the results uh, i'm not really necessarily concerned about the result right now but what what kind of football are you expecting from both teams and what are you expecting in terms of the game in general yeah i think it'd be an interesting game because um i mean napoli as a team they were not really on form in terms of the beginning of the season, but they are getting back to that good form. And I think one way they can target Real Madrid is those crosses into the box. I mean, we saw it against Atletico. Alaba, yeah. I think he's injured, but Rudy Gassef, these guys can't, they find it hard to deal with crosses coming into the box. Also, um, you have Osimhen who eats all those crosses for fun. I think that would be a place that Napoli will try and explore. And overall, it will be an interesting game. I don't know, like you said, we don't. I don't really know who is going to win, to be honest. But um, it should it should be an interesting watch. Be an interesting watch. How about you? What you is right. happening? Um, ah, as it stands, it's going to be a really really tough one for me. And I think if I'm giving probability, I would give it a sixty forty in favor okay. of Napoli. Yeah. Just because Napoli has the home advantage, and yeah, true, yeah true. That, that's just basically that's basically the reason why I'm giving them that. And if Napoli plays that game right, they should be able to beat Real Madrid. But yeah. Real Madrid in the Premier, in the Champions League, they are they are not the same Real Madrid that you see exactly. every day in the La Liga. 
yeah, they are different and you can never read them off once it's Never. Over. Yeah. yeah. It's similar Dortmund. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one there as well. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you want to say about that. No, the no, Newcastle no, PSG. Newcastle no, yeah. PSG. Uh, for that one, yeah, to be honest, like, Newcastle, they are coming back for form. If, if you can see that, I mean, two games, two wins on the bounce. They won varsity yeah. weekend, so that one is there. PSG, um, to be honest, this PSG project or whatever they want to call it, I'm not fully convinced because, um, again, we that the fact that they're playing the gun is just a major worry because the oppositions there are not up to standard, and so I feel like they might win or they will have to work for it. And and the disadvantage is that they are coming to Newcastle's home. I mean, <laughs> so Newcastle they yeah. are really playing with tough men if they can harness the power of their crowd and everything. And so I see either a draw or maybe a Newcastle win. For me. All right, there you have it. There you have it. We've come to the end of this episode of the Ninety Plus Five podcast. Thank you very much to all our listeners for taking time off your busy schedule to listen to the podcast thank you very much Mikos, for hosting this podcast with me yeah stay safe god bless till next time bye